Loving God, in the craziness of, uh, of life, help us uh, to remember that you are our peace, that you are our source, that you are the anchor for our souls. Lord, help us to just regularly check in with you, to be reminded of your love and your grace towards us and towards all humanity. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Beautiful. Well, good morning. Now, my name, for those who don't know, my name is Steve. I'm very, very blessed and privileged to be part of the, uh, the uh, pastoral team here at, uh, at Bayview. And today, I'm going to continue uh, one another series uh, by looking at, uh, at serving one another. Louise, uh, my wife, I don't know where she is. She's disappeared. She's left me for a better, she's got a better offer. Um, she preached on uh, do not bite and devour uh, one another. And it's nice to see uh, nobody this morning has any teeth marks. So uh, it's good to know that nobody's uh, been biting and devouring one another. Um, uh, Galatians chapter 5 verse, uh, verse uh, 13 is uh, my launching pad this morning. And this is Paul writing to the churches in Galatia. He says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Serve one another. How about you say, serve one another? Okay, this is my definition of, of, of service or serving. It's the giving of our time, our talents, or our treasure to help improve or make someone's life easier. I think that's what Bounce Back is all, all about. It's, it's um, the giving of time and talents and treasure to help improve or make someone, someone's life easier. And you know what? We all love it when, when someone comes along and just does something for us to make our lives just that little bit easier. Isn't it wonderful when somebody kind of Either it's a word of encouragement or they just do some, some small gesture that just kind of makes life just that much easier for us. Well, the good news is we're all called to be that someone for somebody else. Isn't that good news? Jesus emphasized um, servanthood all the way through his ministry. For Jesus, um, serving others is what his life was all about. In Matthew chapter 20 and verse 28, it says that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And there's a story in John uh, chapter 13 that I want to unpack to help us um, understand why Jesus thinks servanthood is so incredibly important. So John chapter 13, I'm starting in verse 1 and just weaving my way through some, some verses up until verse 17. And Jesus says that Jesus knew that the night before Passover would be his last night on earth before leaving this world to return to the Father's side. All throughout his time with his disciples, Jesus had demonstrated a deep and tender love for them. And now he longed to show them the full measure of his love. So he got up from the meal and took off his outer robe and took a towel and wrapped it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, dirty feet, 
and dry them with his towel. And after washing their feet, he put, put his uh, robe on and returned to his place at the table. Do you understand what I just did, Jesus said? You've called me your teacher and Lord, and you're right, for that's who I am. So if I'm your teacher and Lord and have just washed your dirty feet, then you should follow the example that I've set for you and wash one another's dirty feet. Could we bring out the uh, wash basins now, please? <laughs> now do for each other what I have just done for you. I speak to you timeless truth. A servant is not superior to his master, and an apostle is never greater than the one who sent him. So now put into practice what I have done for you, and you will experience a life of happiness, enriched with untold blessings. A few months ago, for those who don't know, I've been uh, really quite sick over the last um, six months, and um, a number of months ago, I was probably at my lowest, and... Um, a, a very well, can I just say, a very well-meaning person who actually is not from this church, so you can all relax. Um, um, they'd heard that I was unwell, and they decided that they'd like to come and bless me. And they arrived unannounced um, at, at our door um, with this massive um, kind of container, this great big tub. And I thought, what, what on earth is all this about? And they they um, said that they were here, they'd arrived, to wash my feet. And uh, a, a few things went through my mind. The first thing that went through my mind was, I'm British. <laughs> and, I, and I can be a little bit out there, but I'm also incredibly reserved. And there are only three people that are actually going to get to touch my feet. One is my wife. The other is my chiropodist, and the other one is Jesus. Nobody else is going to get to wash my feet or touch my, touch my feet. The second thing that went through my mind was, my God, look at the size of that bucket. <laughs> How big do they think my feet are? And there is a... Yeah, I won't go into that anyway, about the size of feet and other things. Anyway... <laughs> And then thirdly, I am so sick. The third thing that went through my mind, I was thinking, I am so sick. Why don't you come and wash my car or wash our windows or wash our dishes? The last thing I want anybody doing for me right in this moment in time is washing my feet. Okay, four quick things I'd like to draw out from this foot washing story of Jesus and why... <laughs> Serving is so important. You know, one of the great things about being unwell is I've developed the ability to say no. And I said to that person, thank you very much, but no, I will not let you wash my feet. You might not like that, but I was not in the mood for having my feet washed at that particular moment in time. Okay, four things from this thing here in John chapter 13. Very important, if you're not serving, you're not loving. If you're not serving, you're not loving. It says that uh, Jesus demonstrated a deep and tender love for his disciples, and now he longed to show them the full measure of his love. How did he show the full measure of his love? It says he got up from meal, took off his outer robe, 
and took a towel and wrapped it around his waist and he washed their feet, which was a custom of, uh, of the, the, the lowly servant, the role of the lowly servant within that culture. And what Jesus does is he shows the disciples what love looks like by taking the posture of a servant. Loving is serving, and serving is loving. At Bayview, we have, um, we have three core uh, purposes. They all begin with B. Who can remember? Belong, bless, become. And the bless component of our uh, three-pronged purpose, this blessed component, is all about serving. We want to live and to give uh, beyond ourselves. It's not just about us. It's not just about me or our needs as a church. It's also for, we exist for those outside of ourselves to be a blessing to them, to serve and to be kind and to be, to be generous. And so love is actually measured by our willingness to serve. And Jesus would say to us this morning, if we're not serving, then we're not loving. Number two, if, we're not, if, if you're not serving, then you're not leading. In John 13, he said, Jesus said, you called me your teacher and Lord, and you're right, for that's who I am. So if I'm your teacher and Lord and have just washed your dirty feet, then you should follow the, the example that I've set for you. What Jesus is doing, he's saying, hey, hey guys, you all know that I'm the boss. You're, you know that I'm, I'm number one around here. You know, I'm your, I'm your rabbi, I'm your teacher, and I'm your Lord. And the proof of that, the proof that I'm your leader is I'm willing to get down on my knees and get my hands dirty. In Matthew uh, 20, it says, anyone wanting to be a leader among you must be your servant. If you want to be right at the top, you must serve like a slave. And so for Jesus' uh, perspective, the number one prerequisite for anyone who wants a position of responsibility wants a position of authority, wants a position of leadership, whether it's in the church, whether it's in the home, whether it's in a, a, a community group or organization, or whether it's in the workplace. The big question is, are you willing to serve? I, um, when I was in our church in Newcastle, um, employed like a PA um, administrator, and um, within about... Um, about an hour or so of her starting in the role, um, she came to me and said, Steve, I just want to, I want to let you know um, that I do not do coffee. I said, oh, what, what do you mean you don't do coffee? She says, I just want to let you know right from the very beginning, um, I will not be making you or anybody else in this place coffee. I said, well, why not? I said, I... If, I'm gonna, if I feel like a cuppa, I'll go around the office, I'll go around the place and say, I'm making a cuppa, can I, can I make anything for anyone? And she said to me, well, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do that. In other words, that's beneath me. And I knew at that moment in time, I'd made a bad appointment. <laughs> I knew that I'd made a big 
mistake. Because the culture of our church was we wanted to just kind of, we want to be a servant community. And fortunately, labor laws were a little bit different in those days, what, about 15 or 20 years ago? And um, she didn't remain uh, part of our, uh, our team for too long because she just, um, very talented lady, but just didn't have the heart of a servant. Because leadership is not measured by how gifted we are. It's not measured by um, our title or our position our, or our status. It's measured by our willingness to serve. And so Jesus would say to us this morning, if we're not serving, then we're not leading. Number three, if you're not serving, you're not like Christ. Jesus said, follow the example. I've modeled something. Follow the example that I've set for you and wash one another's dirty feet. The goal of every Christian, I would assume, I'm assuming this is true for you, it's true for me, my great, the great goal for my life is to become like Jesus. Still a work in progress, still got a long way to go, but my, my goal in life is to become like Jesus. So the big question is, how do we measure? What's the, at the top of the list, what's the number one prerequisite for what it means to be Christ-like? It's, it's servanthood. Christ-likeness is not measured by how much we read the Bible or how much we know about the Bible. It's not measured by how accurate our theology might be. The substance of our Christ-likeness is actually measured by our service. And so Jesus would say to us today, if we're not serving, then we're not like him. And then number four, if you're not serving, then you're not living. Jesus uh, ends uh, this uh, event with the, the disciples with these words, so now put into practice what I have done for you and you will experience a life of happiness, of happiness enriched with untold blessings. I mean, this alone should motivate us to serve because serving is where the life and the blessing is. And I think one of the reasons that, that, that so many people are so miserable is because they're just, not, they're just not surfing. They've missed the point of life. In Mark 8, 35, it says, Only those who throw away their lives for my sake and for the sake of the good news will ever, will, will ever know what it means to really live. I was a, I was a really new Christian. Uh, I hadn't been a Christian for very long. And uh, it was late, uh, late night shopping, uh, one night, Thursday night, and it was about quarter to nine. The shop I was in was ready to close its doors, and there was torrential rain outside. And in walked this, uh, this German backpacker, and he spoke to the, the person behind the, the, the counter and said, look, I'm, I'm really desperate. I need somewhere to, where to sleep tonight. Could you tell me if there is, if there is anywhere that you know of where I could stay. And um, I overheard the conversation. I said to the guy, look, uh, why don't you come back to our place? So I lived with my parents. So we jumped into my little V-dub. That was my thumbs up for the Germans. And, um, 
And uh, we drove home and uh, we gave him something to eat, gave him a shower, uh, gave him my bed. Next morning, we gave him breakfast. And before I went to work, um, I took him to a place where I, I thought he was hitchhiking. I took him to a place where I thought he was most likely to be able to, uh, you know, thumb a lift, catch a lift. Anyway, um, I, I dropped him off and as I turned around, I looked in my, my rearview mirror and a car had pulled up immediately and he was loading his gear into the back of the car. And in that moment of time, the Bible talks about a joy unspeakable and full of glory. It was like this moment of explosive joy overwhelmed me. And as a brand new baby Christian, I, 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 it kind of dawned on me that this is what life is about. Kind of just doing good whenever you can, serving and helping. And I'd lived this kind of crazy life, up until becoming a Christian, I lived this 